We're going to the gate. 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 You know what? I don't want to play defense. Are you kidding me? Boys, game noon. What the hell's going on? You're playing it safe. I. A brick. It's amazing. No way in hell I'm touching it. Are you kidding? You. I. That was really fun. Hello and welcome to the Sports Anomaly. This is your host, Adrian Todd Zanika, coming at you live, tape delayed and on the spot. Uh, I haven't been around because the America almost fell apart and now we're unfalling apart. So now you're getting the episode you've long sought after, the 2021 second episode of the year that you can obsess over. And basically what I want you to do is print out this episode. You're going to have to do a transcription, but then uh, just paste it to your body and walk around and see how you feel. I realize now that the transmission rate of COVID is so high that basically walking around will kill you if you don't wear a double mask and um, tape around your eyes. But all I'm saying is, trust me, just print out this uh, podcast transcript. Again, you have to put every word and do not misspell anything. It won't work otherwise, Um, but it'll be great. Anyway, welcome to 2021. Again, this is our second podcast of the year, but it feels like our first in some way because we're actually going to talk about sports video games not too much let's not get crazy we don't need to go nuts over here but uh let's kick off the show it's just going to be me today it's going to feel like a special episode for subscribers only which should have come out a week ago and didn't but i'll get you back on the back end trust me there's some pretty great stuff coming this year but uh first i might as well say this because you guys can uh ignore it but it is the season of giving that means patreon.com slash sports anomaly Go to our website, give us $5 if you can. If you can't, don't. Um, pretty simple. And then the other thing I'll say about that is uh, something I haven't said for a long time, which I once said I would never stop saying, um, which is uh, to just go there and look at the pictures. I love them. Mostly, I'm just trying to wear a money hat made of the crowns and Klugers, and uh, that might not be a thing. The Jip Jops, the uh, pounds, whatever, you know, throw whatever you got. That's what I'm here for. I really just do it for the money. All right, let's move on to 11-8, brought to you by Fats Ducati, one of our extraordinary supporters of the show. Uh, let's just jump into this. What do I love this year? Week, week, definitely not year. 2021's already throwing some curveballs at us. Here's what I love, optimism. I'm in a Madden league that uh, I talk about enough to make everybody tired, But we've now entered the playoffs, which I'll get to. But before the playoffs started, we had a discussion on our Discord channel about how we're going to operate going forward. And there was this idea that we were going to play eight seasons. And I love this idea because I like the idea of kind of my roster totally folding over, uh, rolling. I don't know what the term is for that, but just getting like out with the old and with the new. And uh, so we talked about it. And I just love this idea that we were optimistic enough to believe that we could play eight seasons on this cycle of Madden, Madden 21. And the whole idea is we just wouldn't get Madden 22 and play, play that game because This way we could sustain the league. The game wasn't going to be that much different. We weren't going to go to next gen yet. And that was the idea. And season two uh, just ended. um, Again, I'll talk about the playoffs in a second. But two playoff teams have lost. Both of them dropped out. One being the great Cat Bailey, the superstar Cat Bailey, which, by the way, she has a she's doing a podcast with a Patreon. Give her money and tell her I told you to. 
just to make her feel like she stole money from us. I feel like that's right. And that's the way you can think about it. But uh, yeah, I just think it's amazing. I still want to drive forward on this eight season or yeah, this eight season thing. What are the chances? Not great. Okay. What else do I love? It's a new year, a new day. Let's talk about the other love, random bullshit and Madden 21. So here's the deal. I started the season with the Washington Warrens coached by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I was six and two. I finished last year seven and nine, so I was like, man, I'm I'm who knows how many games I could win. But I knew the back half of my schedule was gonna be the worst. I was playing the play uh, the Super Bowl uh winner in our league, the Super Owl winner, because somebody once made a typo. And I was also playing the runner up. So I knew I had two really horribly hard games ahead of me, and they were basically losses. I lost both those games by six points, making me an absolute legend in the league to myself. So I go in to uh i'm just not into it i don't know if like an insurrection or the capital being stormed and just being like wow this is the joy of american democracy let's watch it all fall apart was uh, the hugest factor but it definitely was a contributing factor because basically on january 6th when we won georgia and i say we and by we i mean america when we won georgia i was like I'm going to make the playoffs. I'm going to win a playoff game. I'm going to win the Super Owl. This is awesome. I'm so hyped. That was at noon UK time when I was calling my friend and I was just like, what, what's going to happen? Like, look at all the possibilities. What bills will we pass? How can we help like everyday Americans? This is going to be extraordinary. Then there's an insurrection. And then anyway, the point is I ended up going one and f- six in my last seven games, uh, seven games with one game to play. Now, the key was that final, my, my week 16 game, I had to beat an Australian gentleman who didn't want to win because he was trying to tank the season. And he was just like, beat me, please. But we're very highly competitive, and I knew it'd be a big game, and I knew it'd give me a tough game. I went down 17 to nothing within like the first 22 seconds of the game. I was just totally vacant and just not participating mentally. And I was just not into it. And it made me realize how sad I was like that. I was like, oh man, I'm carrying some real sadness. This is hard. How am I going to do deal with this? And then the worm started to turn. He was up 23, nothing. I got a dumb touchdown, like a touchdown. I don't even think he, told me later that he was trying to aggressively tackle, but I think he was just flying away from me and I got a rushing touchdown and whoop-de-doo. Anyway, moving on, I tie the game. We go to overtime and I have the ball at like the 35 with, I think, nine seconds left. I have an interception that I think I could have run back and won the game, which would have been crazy. Now, I, I think I'm missing a point here. My week 17 game was against the first place team in my division, and pretty much I just needed a win. And then uh, going into that week 17 game, it was going to be for the division because he just strength schedule all this different mess. So it was all lined up. All I had to do was win one of my last f- four or five games. I did not do that. Uh, and so I'm playing the Giants. And um, with with 30, I think there was nine seconds left. And it tells me to kick a field goal. It's a long field goal. So all I should do is probably run it up the middle. No, 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 no. I call a fake field goal, which totally works. It's extraordinary. My guy breaks open. He's running He's running free. But the thing is, when you call a fake field goal, if you're not rehearsed at it, the icons of what buttons to press don't pop up. So great. 
I have no idea what button to press. So when it finally flashes Y, I don't know it right away. And then I too late press Y, get sacked, and suddenly there's, I think, seven seconds left. I might be wrong about this, but it's very it's very close. Uh, and then now it's like a, a 63-yard field goal. I can't, there's no way I can kick it. So I have to throw this crazy out on fourth. I don't really understand exactly what happened. But anyway, the point is I fucked it up. Then he got the ball. And with one second left on the clock, he has no incentive to win. I call a dime defense because I'm, and I'm like, well, should I blitz him? Should I try to get a a fumble? Because I'm going to tie this game. Is a tie do me any good? Didn't think about that for one second. By the way, yes, a tie would have done me good, would have got me effectively in the playoffs long term. Whatever. I didn't think about that. No big deal. Who thinks about that? All I'm thinking is like, how can I win this game that I desperately need to win? And he throws uh, a pass to Saquon Barkley. And I'm just sitting there. I, by the way, I should pause to say I hope that this uh, video clip will show up somewhere because, and I will post it on our Twitter so you can understand what happened. But anyway, he throws to Saquon Barkley. He's at his own 30, so there's no way. But he throws it, and he's running. I have about six guys that are convening on him. And then out of the blue, he pops, he laterals it back. I've never seen anything like this. He lateraled earlier in the game, and it caused, a, a I think, me to pick it up and scoop it for seven points um but he laterals it back his wide receiver who was just standing there like i don't know i'm just kind of hanging out downfield takes the ball and starts running to the corner and a 30 yard sprint and he beats me to the end zone and he wins the game on a one second left flick six i call it ending the washington warrens playoff hopes for me to only realize seconds later oh shit, if I would have tied, I would have been in the same position that I needed to be in to win the division with a win over the Cowboys. And instead, this totally insane play that he said he's tried to replicate a hundred times in practice and cannot do. When you see it, you're going to be like, man, that's a tough way to miss the playoffs. That is a real gut punch, a real 2020 coming at you. Uh, You might say it was a backbreaker. It was really insane. So now... I go up against the Cowboys, a meaningless week 17 game. But it doesn't say that I've lost the division. doesn't say they've clinched, even though they're 8-7. and seven. I'm 7-8. Seven and eight. By the way, yeah, 7-8 and eight after starting 6-2. and two. It was rough. I end up deciding, okay, all I want to do is have a better plus-minus in the season than the Cowboys. That's my goal. Maybe that'll sneak me into the playoffs, which should still be shitty because he was 4-1 and and, in the division, and I was 3-3 uh, three and three, or 3-2, three and two, whatever. No, two and two and three. So I couldn't, I was going to finish three at three and best. He was going to finish four, two. He was in. Uh, I crush him. I just absolutely crushed him. He didn't have a hope against me. I win the game hugely and I miss the playoffs anyway. Um, so now I got to figure out what money hats to put on what free agents heads. I'm not that excited about it because my team is great. My team is solid. Maybe I need a tight end. Maybe I need a middle linebacker. I'm getting advice that I don't need that stuff too badly um, from people who know, but I, I know what I need. Anyway, that's what I love this week. Now, for what do I hate? Great clips on the St. Louis Blues home ice. I've been watching Blues games. I accidentally ordered the NHL package because I had ordered the playoffs package last year, and I didn't want to cancel because they're going to have a billion-dollar loss. I'm like, you know what? I can put $99 of my uh, money towards the St. Louis Blues 
it, they're a great team. I love them. Um, and so I decided to go ahead and let that $99 ride. So I've just been watching the games every day while I'm working, just very passively, just in the background. I'll watch it the next day. And I just noticed they have great clips as advertising on the St. Louis Blooms, uh, St. Louis Blues home ice. Now, if you've never been to great clips, here's what it is. It's a shitty haircut. It's one of the worst haircuts ever. Like, it's basically a butcher job that they do to your head. But since it's like $7, I actually don't know what a great clips haircut costs now. But when I was a kid, it was $7. It's basically like fuckface Josh Hawley might, like, say he gets his haircut at great clips, but he goes somewhere super expensive. But it's like the everyman haircut. But then what I thought about is how much I hate this this <laughs> shitty. It's like they're giving. Why? How are they affording to advertise on a on a pro sports team's ice when their when their product is so not good? I, this just baffles my mind that so many people are getting shitty haircuts for that to be allowed. But I thought, okay, that's what I hate. But what I don't hate is great clips on ice. Now this is what my my I'm proposing. You put people in a barber chair. And then um, the other person is on ice skates and you spin the person in the barber chair, you spin the person on the ice skates and basically they have to go the length of the ice and you, you have to end with a haircut. Um, they have to cut the head, the hair, well, they're going to cut that, but cut the person's hair. It just seems glorious. I'm right about this. I don't see any problem here. And that's the kind of stuff that's going to get you the real like you got a billion dollar loss right now, NHL. You do a great clips on ice at the between periods, you've got a billion dollars. Okay, I've just eaten some pizza. Nobody even knew anything about it. A total delay, which I ate pizza and saw that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are beating the Packers of Green Bay 14 to 7. Stupid little detail that means nothing, but historically what I what I love more than anything is talking to people who do not care about sports and asking them which team they would like to win. And traditionally, I will say the Packers of Green Bay or the Buccaneers of Tampa Bay. It's one of those things, those self-amusements that means nothing to anyone, that the people don't care, they don't notice. <clears throat> Pizza throat. Uh, but they love it. Pizza throat. It could be the new breaking news brought to you by Perfect Tommy. Uh, I wanted to talk about the second big franchise mode update from Madden 21. It was released not too long ago, if by not too long ago, I mean weeks ago. But I wanted to talk about it. I should have somebody on to talk about this with. But why would we bother? Why would I uh, arrange that when there's uh, major NFL games going on that people are watching? So here are the big ones. Um, there's CPU QB draft logic improvements. What that means is uh, the CPU won't just keep drafting, drafting quarterbacks if they have quarterbacks. This is a small... It's not that small. It's just a it's just a very obvious thing that they have taken. I mean, when did this start for them to just now fix this? This is wild. So when a CPU team is on the clock, they will now deprioritize drafting a first round quarterback if their current starting current starting quarterback was a first round pick in the last two drafts. Great. Their current starting quarterback was a second slash third round pick in the last two drafts. Uh, less, but yeah, fine. Um, has a normal dev and 72 plus overall. I mean, I guess I wouldn't mind having like an 80 as a standard, but that's fine. Has a star or higher dev trait. Obvious. Like that seems right. <clears throat> Their current starting quarterback is a 94 plus overall. Um, that 
yeah, I don't think <laughs> like that's literally the Chiefs last year. The CPU Chiefs might take a quarterback with Patrick Mahomes, might take a first round quarterback with Patrick Mahomes. Um, next thing is their current starting quarterback is at 87 plus overall and 32 plus years old. That makes sense. You got Drew Brees, but you want to get a young guy. Totally makes sense. Not, again, Patrick Mahomes as your starter. Uh, next is their current starting quarterback is 74-plus overall and under 29 years old. That's an interesting one because they have the – has a normal normal dev and 72-plus overall. Uh, this feels like if you have a 73 quarterback – I don't really understand that one, um, but whatever. Next, their current quarterback – uh, their current backup quarterback is a star or higher dev trait and under 28 years old. Great. Fantastic. Totally makes sense. Next and finally, if team's current starting quarterback is over 35, they will consider drafting a replacement. I, yeah, I mean, every once in a while we get astonished by uh, like obvious stuff. Like Ted Cruz should not be in the U.S. Senate. Um, this should have been fixed millennia ago. The fact that this has gone on this long is it's actually exceptional. I mean, you almost have to tip your cap to them and say, you guys really didn't want to fucking do anything on this on this mode. You guys are just like, we're making the yard. We're going to put on some chunky Campbell soup jerseys on some people. We're going to put a SpongeBob square pants pair of pants on you in the yard. Oh, you want us to do this? Why? Why does it matter? I don't care. I'm not playing in your league. Go uh, expletive yourself. It just feels. I'm. I just. I marvel. I'm actually would be speechless if uh, this were a bigger deal. But uh, I'm not speechless. Um, I'm just commenting on it because that's what I'm gonna do. But it just seems so dumb that it took this long. Um, yeah, it says. It says also there can still be times when a team decides a player is just too good to pass up. Depending on the situation, the draft is full of surprises. Yeah. I mean, is it? Uh, it doesn't feel like, I don't know. Like when you're drafting talent, um, you want to take the best available player. But I still think if you got Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to surprise people by being like, oh, yeah, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. I got to have him. Okay, next up. <clears throat> Commissioner controls undo free agent signings in the offseason only. This is fantastic. Just means if some dipshit in your league just went on a uh, signing spree and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not right. Um, so yeah, commission, commissioners are able to undo FA signings in the offseason directly through the transaction log. Simply click on a signing and revert it to send the player back into the free agent pool. I mean, great. Because one thing we do in our league is you can only bid, I think, 115 points. Um, that translates to a dollar amount. But that's a way for us not to let somebody just blow up their team effectively because we've had it in the past where people way overpay and then it just they're screwed and then they quit and then somebody else has to inherit a totally turd situation uh it sucks next up team override settings is another commissioner control so this gives commissioners uh the ability to turn on or off or allow users to keep individual settings for heat seeker tackling ball hawk and switch assist um it was one of the top requested things and it creates a way to level the playing field so i feel like a real jerk cuz this season i didn't even know this stuff existed this season i turned it on and was like i'm going to try it for four games see how i play and then tell everybody if i play well well i went 6 and 2 in the first half forgot to tell everybody about it and then uh, still blew it everybody else must have turned this on in the second half of the season and i still had it on wasn't that good um, so yeah, I think this is great. It should always be turned on. This stuff should, 
like switch assist. Are you kidding me? And uh, heat seeker tackling. Like I've dove so many times in the dumbest direction that any human would ever imagine on an eight point dive uh, axis. Um, I've dove as far away and taken other guys out of a play to make the tackle. That's how badly I've dove. Um, I've dived. Do I die? It doesn't matter. Moving on. Commissioner, dra- commissioner draft tools. Uh, they'll now be able to assign autopilot during the draft, um, along with the pause resume functionality. So, um, this is basically a way to advance the next user pick, uh, will skip when somebody's on autopilot. Um, this apparently has been a top community request for a number of years now. Eh, they didn't feel like it. I just didn't want to deal with it. Nah, let's not do this uh, this little tweak unless the entire internet blows up and flips out, and then we will make this choice sound. Um, but that's a huge one. If you've ever been in an online draft, which you should definitely at least do that with your lives we've got i should say we've got a couple great teams the cats team um the vikings is now ownerless in our league and you if you're sitting around you're like you know what i've got an xbox one uh i've got game pass i just feel like playing in a league with some fucking badass normal unbadass people you should sign up there's also the titans uh Travis Henry is a 99. He has like a 99 in every category. He's just a wrecking ball. If you just are like, yeah, I feel like running him only to see if I can win a league. Let's see if Madden's that broken. Yeah, available. So email us or do whatever at us at Sports Anomaly and tell us all about how you're like, okay, I'm finally dipping my toe in this stupid pool. All right, next up. Uh, Commissioner House Rules, you can play cooldown and repeat play limits. So that basically means um, you can't, you can limit somebody from just calling the same play over and over and over and over. Uh, I think this is great. Like, uh, we're not, I don't think we're going to use it because I think we just have um, an integrity system where we just don't play like a holes. But they used it in uh, Mutt and KO. And so, yeah, now they're bringing it over to this, which seems, feels like a flip switch. Switch flip, uh, who knows? Finally, commissioner setting X-factor customization restrictions. So this is uh, allows commissioners to be able to determine who is able to edit abilities on players through the X-factor customization tools. Um, and oh, oh, that they enabled on their previous uh, development release. The settings are commissioner only, any user or none. Um, I guess this is good, fine. Uh, yeah, restrict x-factor customization if you want um let me just for people who don't care or who are like what is he talking about (laughs) both of you both of those crowds are super going to be into what i'm about to say but yeah it's basically um if you unlock an x-factor or if you have unlocked an x-factor you can change your wide receiver from like the double me thing to i break ankles i can't remember the things it's really a Trez associated situation. So it's just uh, if you if you have Trez and you want less Trez and you want to switch it to something else, go nuts. By the way, in our league, Lamar Jackson is uh, incredible. I don't think he was that good when I shut out the team that had him before he traded him like a like a total dingus because then he that guy ended up leaving the league. He now is Joe Burrow on the Baltimore Ravens, which seems fine, but also terrible humanity all right moving on 
very excited about this. I should have people on here to do this with me, but I'm just going to do it alone because otherwise this podcast will be delayed and delayed and delayed. And all of a sudden it's January 28th and you guys don't have this to put on the background while you're watching Karate Kid. Um, I'm sorry, Cobra Kai. So this is the 2021 year in preview. So what I wanted to do, um, I wanted to do this more seriously initially, but what I did do and what you're going to experience is what happened. And that is that I went on the internet and I Googled sports games coming out in 2021. Now, I'm just going to tell you what happened because it's fantastic. I went onto this website, gamepressure.com, um, and I found the link. It's the Video Games Encyclopedia, a list of upcoming sports games sorted by popularity among gamers. Now, this is fantastic because apparently, based on this website, there are 11 upcoming sports games in 2021, and I'm going to go through all of them. Here it is. A number one, Riders Republic. Crazy sports game. Sorry. It's cra- I'm just going to read these two-line bios about each game. Um, crazy sports game from Ubisoft about extreme sports. In Riders Republic, players take part in the races on bikes, snowboarding, skiing, and wingsuits. The game offers extensive career modes and multiplayer. I refuse to fact check this because it doesn't seem real that somebody would be like, hey, Tony Hawk's super popular. Oh, actually, it is now again. Damn it. Uh, Matt Hoffman's BMX is back. It's not. Um, Oh, that cool skiing game that doesn't exist. It just, like in the old days, we used to have um, the Olympics games come out every four years or every two years, and it was great. And pretty much I just played the curling, um, but it was fantastic. Now we don't have that. But now you can race on bikes, you can snowboard, you can ski, and you can wingsuit. And I think that's really everybody's like, how do I wingsuit through a small hole in a big mountain top situation and not die, which is what happens to people who wingsuit, if wingsuiting is what I think it is, which I refuse to check. The most important part is this last sentence. The game offers extensive career modes and multiplayer. Career mode. I, To be honest, if you throw a, snow, a skiing game at me, you could have just thrown skiing 2021 at me or skiing 22 because they always do it the next year. Uh, but I don't know. Riders of Public. I give it a thumbs even because I don't believe it exists. So I can't really say yay or nay. Okay, next up. Blood Bowl 3. That's right. There's already been two of these. Skipped everybody's attention. Blood Bowl 3 is the next installment of a brutal sports game in which the races known from the Warhammer universe fight each other in a bloody version of American football. I just, here's what I actually want. I want somebody who listens to this podcast, because again, I refuse to do it, go online and get me an interview with somebody, not on the Blood Bowl 3 team, but somebody who has played Blood Bowl 3 and loves it, because there's nothing better than getting this version of Dork into a sports game, because they resent sports people, because the sports people are the jocks and jocks bullied people. I think this has probably changed by now, but when I was growing up as the sports game guy, that's what it was all about. Uh, But man... Blood Bowl 3. I do feel like this is a front runner for sports anomaly, sports preview of the year title. But let's keep moving on. We're going to go to Skate 4. This is TBA, but I think it's a 2021 game. Uh, the fourth installment of the series of sports simulators, which in a realistic way tries to convey the impression of skateboarding. 
Tony Hawk's back. Skate comes back, unfortunately. Don't need it. Don't want it. Pass. Moving on. Football coach the game 2022. Now, what's interesting about this is each of these games has uh, in shadowy letters, twenty or shadowy numbers 2021 next to it. This one might be a 2022 title, but that's not going to escape the attention of the sports anomaly preview. Uh, wait, I just, I'm trying polish game. I'm, it's just... I'm just going to read the first sentence, but it might be one of these two things. Polish game with the elements of a football manager and a simulation game or Polish game. It could be a Polish game. It must be Polish game. But why would there be a Polish game football coach the game? I mean, okay, syntactically. Um, I'll also tell you this about Poland. Um, there's uh, when they say good morning and good afternoon, it's the same words. And then good night is a different thing. And I love baseball. So when I was learning a little Polish, I would go. Uh, so Jin Dobry is good morning and good afternoon. And Dobranoc is good night. Dobranoc. So I would go Jin Dobry, Jin Dobry, Dobranoc. And I thought it was brilliant quite frankly. Oh, shit. Here we go. Next sentence. The development of football coach, the game 2022, is supported by RL9 Sports Games, owned by Robert Lewandowski. Rafa Samerman, creator of the Liga Polska Manager 95 and Playway. So it is a Polish game. I just thought it was Polish, although I initially thought it was Polish. I'm like, this sounds wrong. Poland, man, there's a country that's really descending into a bad, bad political situation. Um, do they allow journalists anymore? I don't know. But if they review this game, not positively, the president or the prime minister, whatever they're doing there, might kill you. So, uh, yeah, I'm not interested in football coach the game 2022, except to see if any journalists are jailed for it. OK, moving on. Shredders. 2021 title so get your get your get your ass in gear for it this year a sports arcade game dedicated to snowboarding inspired by the amped series in shredders we go crazy on a board on various slopes free ride tracks and in snow parks the game follows the golden mean between realism and goal and good fun that's what when i'm talking about games i always say i want it to follow the golden mean like if it's not going to follow the golden mean of between two things in this case realism and good fun i don't want it shredders if you're anything like ssx i welcome you back i just thought about this uh i think uh, my fiance would love ssx i think that's the one way to get into games and when she gets into a game she will play it for upwards of three to four minutes before she loses absolute interest and attention and i think i think ssx could get her for the full four minutes but shredders which in its um like each of these uh, photo, each of these has a photo next to him. Shredders has a man, like a, it's just a image of a man digging, which is also next to football coach, the game 2022. So it's, they don't have actual screenshots, which is disappointing. So I can't judge it based on that. And again, I refuse to look it up. Next up, BMX the game, a sports game simulating BMX. In BMX the game, we get Barcelona and a number of existing bike parks where we can go crazy. In addition, the game contains complex editors. Fantastic write-up. In BMX, the game, we get Barcelona and a number of existing bike parks where we can go crazy. You, I mean, you can go crazy in Barcelona, but you can also go crazy in a number of existing bike parks. And that, to me, is what sets this apart. It does have a man doing something on a bike, and he's got a helmet on, so that feels right. But the front tire of the bike looks super wonky. Um... BMX the game, I'm going to give you a thumbs down. Moving on, football tactics. It's a TBA. 
so don't get too excited for 2021, but produced by Ukrainian studio Creo Team. Weird studio name, I think. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Ukraine, but uh, Creo Team feels wrong. There's several times that I was taking flights to go from L.A. or somewhere in America to England. Um, and a lot of times, like I would have to pay like six, seven, eight hundred dollars for these flights or whatever. And then I would always see that if I went through Kiev, that it would be like two hundred and sixty seven dollars. And I always wanted to do it and just stay like a day. What's a day in Kiev? But I didn't do it in the end because I ultimately thought this doesn't feel right. And I'm a big fan. Like one time I was flying to South Africa and we stayed in Vienna for a night. I realized Vienna and Kiev feel like worlds apart. They are. Um, but Creo team, great, great that they, that just exists. Anyway, produced by this team, a soccer game that combines elements of a virtual team manager with turn-based strategy. So it's like boring, but with a touch of boring. It's just this element of, of, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of numbers, X's and O's with an extra, with like an A and B mixed in. In the beginning of the game, you create your own club and help it win the championship through a series of victories. It's generally how that works. Matches are played out in turn ba- in a turn-based system, nope, in turn-based system, in which you give co- commands to your players, a formula quite unusual for this genre. In each turn, you can execute up to three actions, and every action takes a number of movement points. I actually don't hate this. I'm making fun of it, but I do think the turn-based thing is interesting. They've taken the worst of RPGs and brought it to the most boring of sports. It's a real hit football tactics. Look it up, because I'm not going to. Next up, session. Oh, here we go. Session. You can just feel the, the brilliance the quality dripping off this title. Here it goes. A skating simulator that aims to be a faithful recreation of this sport. Session features open levels at which we perform back-breaking tricks. Yeah, because if it's realistic, you will break your back. I've been on a skateboard for all of 10 minutes of my life, and the first three of those seconds was me jumping on a skateboard and falling off of it, um, which I have to tell you, this is a great story about that. But I was in Chicago. I had bought a skateboard. This is like 2002. I bought a skateboard because I was in love with Tony Hawk, uh, the pro skater games. I just wanted a skateboard. Like, I'm, I'm going to do something with this. And I went out to the street. My roommate was in the window, like, having a coffee, looking out over Wicker Park. And I go out, and I put the skateboard down. And all I'm going to do, I just decided to put the skateboard in my car because I'm like, I'm never going to use it in my apartment. And I put the skateboard down on one side of the street. This is a a very small street, Wicker Park Avenue in Chicago. It's one block. It's not wide. I put the skateboard down and I push to skate literally 10 to 15 feet and I fall on my ass. And I was like, oh, I kind of spoiled this a bit. But the next thing I hear is him laughing. And it made me so happy that he actually saw it because it was like, I just got on this thing and fell. Anyway. We can also record our rides and share them with others. All of this presented with high-quality visuals. Man, session. Your skate, which I already hate, only new. Fine. But, but I do, I guess I do want to see if you're, you can be paralyzed, if you can, like, literally go into the hospital, because that's, anyway, moving on. Pool Elite. Now, there's two more of these to go. Pool Elite and then one more. You'll notice that this uh, Game Pressure site doesn't know that NBA 2K Next is coming out, doesn't know that Madden NFL Next is coming out, doesn't 
know that FIFA, these games don't even register for these guys. That's how like on top of the sports moment these are. And I just loved, I just love this. Uh, Pool Elite, a realistic pool simulator, which allows you to compete in different varieties of this popular game. Eight ball, nine ball, three cushion, carom, snooker. Wow. That's like crazy. Five different types of pool. Are you fucking kidding me? Pool Elite, you are elite uh, in a way that nobody could ever imagine. And I've never played or heard of Three Cushion, but that's the funniest of these by far. Snooker is hilarious, but we've all heard it enough to where we think snooker is a normal sounding situation. It's not, but it's totally ridiculous. But Three Cushion, I mean, if you go to the pool hall and go, hey, you guys want to play some Three Cushion? Or are we just doing this? Are we doing the nine ball? Um, it, it's just that I, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I love it. Also, that one's TBA. So if you've, if you've, if you're trying to mark your calendar, uh, 2021 is totally TBA for pool elite, but I'm, I'm pretty hyped on it because I'm going to go three cushion straight through the year. Um, three cushion, hopefully the next yak, yak, yak attack, but think, I mean, carom, is that mean you can do like yak attacks where you do the masses and you like spin around also not into that. Thumbs down on Pool Elite, but also a thumbs up. Uh, all right, finally, 90-Minute Fever, a MMO football manager that is the debut title from Studio Isochron. In contrast to typical games of the genre, such as Football Manager, the game focuses only on duels between the players. The game allows one to create its own club from scratch and then to lead it to conquer the football world by deciding the team's roster and tactics and managing all key aspects of the club's activity. Here's how I'm going to respond to this. Um, I have made blueberry muffins twice in the last month. I'd never done it outside of like a box where you get the batter and all this stuff, but I've made them from scratch the same way that you can build your team from scratch uh, in football. I'm sorry, it's not football manager. It's 90 minute fever because you're going to get sick. You're going to fucking throw up from the intensity of this game. You're going to be sweating and you're going to be like hot flashes. It's going to be that crazy. That's 90 minute fever. But the trick to making these blueberry muffins Double the blueberry amount, double the blueberry amount and make sure it's crumb top. There's a recipe online and I challenge and I legitimately challenge you all to do this because it's so easy to make these. Go to blueberries to die for Google that on the Internet. You'll find a recipe. Do it. Double the uh, double the blueberries and make about a quarter more of the crumb topping than it says you should. And you're going to be thanking me. And pretty much everybody you've ever met will be thanking me because you're going to have so many muffins because everybody's going to be like, these are the greatest. Keep making them. Just like making them from scratch, same deal with your team. You can uh, you can create your own club from scratch. The reason I'm king on that is because your own club from scratch. Like, okay, am I picking a jersey? Am I naming the team? Am I pulling a Ted Lasso? Can I like hire any coach? AOC is my current coach for my Madden team. Stacey Abrams, by, by the way, just came on as a defensive coordinator. There's a whole controversy. I was going to let AOC step away because she had blown the second half season. But then when I was announcing it, I was like, actually, I really love AOC and I don't want her going away. But I want Stacey Abrams a part of this team. Then Stacey Abrams decided to be the defensive coordinator. So she's kind of like the coach in waiting. Uh, that's it. That's your uh, 2021 sports year in preview. I will legitimately try to find things. Whoa, what's this? Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. One second. I thought 90 Minute Fever was the end of it. I'm sorry. There's one more. 
That's right, kids. It's Windjammers 2, the second part of the series of arcade games in which we take part in sports competitions consisting in throwing a disc into the unprotected field of the opponent's half of the pitch. Windjammers 2 boasts new stadiums and players in a wider range of games. Holy shit. This is the, the front runner for game of the year. I, I'm just going to read this sentence again so you understand what this game's all about. But... We take part in sports competitions consisting in throwing a disc into the unprotected field of the opponent's half of the pitch. That's it. You just take a disc, you throw it into my half. I take the disc, I throw it into your half. Fucking Windjammers too. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable premise. Sports in 2021 are looking up. People can ask, uh, why do you have a sports video game podcast when there's pretty much just like six relevant sports video games coming out? And I challenge you who think that 90 Minute Fever and Windjammers 2 aren't the most relevant. Of all these, Blood Bowl 2, the true front runner. But if I'm being totally honest, if I only got to play one of these games, I think I'd go with Riders Republic. I want to see the skiing. I don't care about wingsuits. I don't care about bikes snowboarding fine whatever but uh yeah i want to ski in riders republic and if ubisoft lets me down and doesn't you know what i'm actually gonna google it that's it i'm googling it rider this game probably came out two years ago and game turd whatever uh let's see if this game's legit hold on Riders. oh it's 25th of february holy shit oh and it's ubisoft Ancy, which is a place in france i would live um i would yeah for sure i'd live there fantastic um oh wait they have just delayed the mass multiplayer outdoor extreme sports game man Eurogamer is on top of this real websites are really on top of this let's find out a little bit actually nobody cares so i'm not going to look into this until i watch a trailer and then talk about it forever um hopefully but uh all right moving on it's time for the Netflix Minute, brought to you by Jennings Gabriel, one of our biggest supporters on the Patreon world. I just watched... Oh, I should mention this. I might have mentioned it in the last podcast, but I'll just keep repeating myself because we. how am I talking all by myself for 42 minutes? I'm sorry that this is happening, but you haven't been paying attention. It's just been on in the background while you're cooking. That's fine. Those blueberry muffins are coming great. Um I have this thing I'm doing. I was born in 1975. So this year, I decided to watch the first week of the year, I decided to watch a movie from 1975. Second week, I decided to watch a movie from 1976 and 1974. I'm now in week three, where I'm watching a movie from 1977 and 1973. And I'm going to keep going one up and one back all through the year. And the reason I'm doing that is because I really don't know much about cinema from the 70s. I Last year, I jumped into it and watched like Chinatown, watched Badlands, which is extraordinary. Bold movies are extraordinary. Um, and I watched The Long Goodbye, which I'd highly recommend. But if you you should join me in doing this because what will happen is you'll get to certain years where you're like, man, I really saw everything I wanted to see. Like 1977, I saw Rocky. I saw literally, if I, I went through the top movies and I was like, God, I've seen all these, which is wild because I thought I hadn't seen much 70 cinema, but 77, a good year for me. Um, so I'm watching Opening Night, which is a John Cassavetes movie, and it's forcing me to watch a movie that I wouldn't regularly watch. And it's really interesting, and I've really enjoyed doing it. I've seen Marathon Man from 1976 with Dustin Hoffman, which is really, really good. From 75, I saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which is like, how did he not see that? He's hilarious. He loves being funny. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know why I haven't seen that until... I started this. Um, and in 1974, I watched 
What did I watch? Can't even remember. Oh, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which was a early Martin Scorsese film, film um, which is very uneven, but excellent in some ways. Uh, so yeah, it's, re- it's a really cool thing I'm doing. And I think as I get later in the years, I'm going to be like, yeah, I've seen everything or everything I haven't seen is dumb. Um, so it'll force me to sort of watch uh, foreign films that I just n- had never heard of, but won the Oscar or whatever. Like the 80s, I never watched a foreign film in the 80s when I was growing up. So it'll be cool to go back and see those. Anyway, if you want to jump on board, that all said, here's what I'm going to tell you to watch this week and I would drop what you're doing and watch this as soon as possible. One Night in Miami, it's on Amazon Prime. It's It would have been a massive, massive hit in the theaters if it could have been. It's just so good. Like it's, ugh, it's Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X getting together to have a party after a, after a Muhammad Ali fight. And it's just an astonishing piece of cinema. Regina King directs it. I believe that's her debut. It's it's just awesome. So, and the dude who co-wrote Soul and co-directed Soul, um, it was a play that he wrote that he um, turned into this movie. It's awesome. I'm going to shut up about it now and make you watch it. All right, that's it. That's our episode. Patreon Power Hour time. Patreon.com slash Sports Anomaly. Feel bad about your life if you haven't given $5. Just give it one time if you want. If you want to give it more than one time, even better. All I'm going to do is plunk this money into a PS5 and play MLB The Show and never write another movie and never write another book and just kind of generally fail at life. And you're going to be a contributor to that. And I just want to say thank you. And uh, if you don't have $5 to give me, spend it. Spend it quickly to pre-order the one and only Windjammers 2. That's all I That's all I want out of pretty much everything. All right, that's our show. Uh, we've got some good stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I've actually scheduled people because I, told, I keep telling people, hey, what are you doing in five minutes? You want to do this and don't hear back, and then I feel bad, and then I don't do the podcast now. I did the podcast, but now everybody's like, wait, when are we doing that? So, uh, yeah, go Packers, which are down 21-10, and go, I think I'm rooting for the Bills. I predict the bills will win and the packers will lose because they're down 21 10 see you next week